All right. Gentlemen, are we ready? We are ready. Yes, affirmative. Welcome to another episode of Geek Anthology. I am your host, Neil Cordray, and I'm joined this week by... And... And today we are going to be doing our second of our Halloween month, October, Schlocktober, whatever the hell we're calling it, um, episodes. We're going to talk about a recent horror movie. Horror is definitely kind of in air quotes here. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I thought it was going to be a bit more horror-ific. Yeah. Um, but we're going to talk about Venom, because it's out, it's recent, and theoretically it was it thematic. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, there'll be, obviously, no spoilers, followed by spoilers. Um, but first, uh, we got a little bit of geek news. We don't have too much to cover here, because not all that much happened, except for, like, two big things which is Luke Cage and Iron Fist both got cancelled. We are not going to be getting season three of either of those. There is speculation rife across the internet at the moment as to whether or not we're going to get Heroes for Hire instead or just what in the planet of hell is going on there. Right. Yeah. Some of the speculation is that the whole uh, Disney you know, streaming channel is, is putting the kibosh on any Netflix, on the Netflix Marvel Universe. There is a theory there, yes. Um, There's also a theory that uh, you know that that uh, universe is disintegrating, but the other theory is a little more positive. What that it's going to yeah, be heroes for hire? hire. Um, the officially given reason for both was uh, was uh, poor performance. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, it's a streaming service. There has been a bit of a glut. Um, yeah. In the other in other news, uh, Daredevil season three dropped this weekend. I've watched a couple episodes. It's pretty good. Writing on this was really good. Yeah. Really well, we'll we'll get to an episode on it here in a bit. It, here eventually. Yeah. Uh, we've got a few things we need to cover in the intervening time. I think next next time will still be Castlevania because right. it's close enough to October and. Right. Yep. That's definitely horror themed because you know you're fighting fucking Dracula. Yeah, well, I think Stranger Things kinda... is also coming out uh, the next week. I haven't too. watched season two yet. We haven't done an episode on season two yet either. Right? I like how we're always a season behind on Stranger Things. But, um, but yeah, and then... Um, what was it? Oh, yeah. But with the Daredevil, if you liked uh, Born Again, this would use closely to that line. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I haven't read... I haven't actually read too many Daredevil comics, so I don't have much point of reference for it, but I've been enjoying the story so far, the episodes I've watched. I haven't watched the whole season yet. So is Born Again a Frank Miller run? Mm -hmm. That's what I thought, because I think he... Frank Miller did a great job on Daredevil up until uh, the point where he lost his mind. (laughs) Well, that's very subjective. Frank Miller or Daredevil? I think he's referring to just Frank Miller. I'm referring to Frank Miller. Daredevil kind of already, like, lost his mind a long time ago. (laughs) In any case. Like, before he was even Daredevil, arguably. In any case, um, I don't think we really have much else in terms of news. Ben has news of some sort. Well, um, like I mentioned before, for some folks it may not be news, but unless you, if if you followed much other Marvel news, Marvel hired 
uh, Marvel fired Chuck Wendig. Oh yes. Um, from their from their franchise, he had like three Darth Vader books going out, uh, or a three issue run on a Darth Vader uh, book, and uh, evidently, basically a bunch of uh, a bunch of the same folks who did something to to Gun got him fired because oh, you know, unpopular opinions on Twitter. So. But evidently, that has become become enough of a trend that the Washington Post has picked it up, uh, as well as um, uh, a couple of other places. So, um, yeah, this is becoming a trend with Marvel, and I, I hope they don't shoot themselves in the foot. Well, it's not really. Disney, it's right? not Disney. much of a Marvel problem. It's a Disney problem. Yeah, and they might. Ever tell you this? Did I tell you the story about Bobcat Goldthwait? Mm. He uh, he he recommended that they stop re-releasing uh, the Hercules animated movie because he voiced the thing in it and is has a na- has made a name for himself as a as a shock comic. Mm. Like half of his shtick is being offensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not a secret. Yes, no, it isn't. <laughs> but it's like. Well, you know, and I've said some, and I've said many things that are definitely offensive on Twitter. You should probably stop re-releasing anything that I was involved with. Well, and you know, Chris Evans has pissed off a lot of people too. You know, I mean, yeah, he quit. He's done now. Yeah, he's done. So, but I mean, his whole thing with uh, the the um, how was it uh, Pierce uh, Pierce Morgan? Yeah, Pierce Morgan. Uh, dad shaming uh, Daniel Craig. <sighs> I didn't. I didn't see any of Chris Evans' reaction to anything, but I did. Piers Morgan is a hack. I did. See, yeah, he's always been a hack. I I did see his uh, the Piers uh, tweet in question, right? And then like his pathetic backpedaling after everybody and their mother was calling him out on how stupid his. Well, it's just that was. he was using a papoose. Right. Well, what, what the papooses. What's wrong with a the papoose? They keep your arms free. Right. Well, and, and the thing was, is it's, so not every, it's not everybody and their mother. It's everybody and their father. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the whole friggin' family. At this yeah. Point, really. yeah. Well, I mean, he, he, he invoked the wrath of dad. But, uh, <laughs> dad wrath. Well, yeah, dad wrath. Dad Just wait until your father gets home. Uh, you know, but Chris Evans' response was, anybody who um, has to... Uh, quantify masculinity must be terrified. Basically, you know, because he was like, because he was saying that Craig had been emasculated, you know, and he's like, anybody who has to oh, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. I, I think that, um, I although I don't know if, you know, there, there's, people can uh, discuss and debate the merit of Evans getting involved, but... Or they're co-stars. They're co-stars. Yeah, they're in, they're in a movie right now. Piers Morgan is in a movie? No. no. Uh, Daniel, Daniel Craig, Craig and... Okay, there's a, uh, there's a couple of connections there. I wasn't... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Chris Evans and Daniel Craig are... Uh, it's okay, okay so Mike. I speak, Ben. Uh, <laughs> so that's, that's, that was why he felt he wanted to react in the first place? Cause Probably. He, because yeah. he's been hanging out with, with Daniel been Craig. hanging out with Craig lately? Okay. Yeah. What's the movie, by the way? I don't uh, know. It's called Knives Out, I think. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean... But, you know, a lot of people were going, yeah, Chris Evans is fucking Captain America, man. <laughs> so, but, um, anyways, you know, and... So, back to what's-his-name getting fired out from Audible. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's the thing is, is, a lot of people are, a lot of people are up in arms about it. A lot of people are pissed yeah, off. Yeah, well, Disney's playing, 
it's better safe than sorry game that I think will probably make it sorry eventually. Yeah, right. I, I haven't had a chance to actually see what transpired, so I'm not really going to wait. I remember hearing right. something about this and being like, oh, it's Marvel Comics news. I don't read comic books anymore because I don't have the time and the money. Although I will say, I just in, in a general <laughs> sense, that I'm not a big fan of... Uh, like you said, playing it so safe that you wind up being sorry in the end. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of this kowtowing to internet mobs. Right. It's no, it, it's silly. it's a it, and, and it's a dangerous precedent to to set. Exactly. Too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the gun thing that the James Gunn firing that uh, that was the that's the obvious. Yeah, he said precedent. something ten. He said something ten years ago that he has since apologized for. Without in before this, yes, happened. before the bullshit happened, yeah, yeah. after he after they put him on for two movies, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, the time to make that decision was a long ass time, exactly, ago. yeah. Well, and and the thing is, is with with the, uh, this whole thing with Wendig, Wendig is known for being having a potty mouth, um, you know, his his whole blog, Terrible Minds, uh, if you ever want to laugh. Isn't it called Terrible Minds? Isn't that all you that's, really that's need to hint. know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But he's also one of one of my, you know, as a writer, one of my, because he's like, yeah, you can totally force, force art, dude. <coughs> but anyways. You can totally what? Force art. <coughs> they have some similarity, uh, similar uh, creative philosophies. Yeah, yeah I guess. In, in you don't have to be inspired. You can just art right. whether you like, whether you want yeah. to or not. Right. Or your creativity, exactly. <laughs> yeah. In, um, and actually, in book news, I'm actually putting together a poetry chap book at the moment. Cool. Because I reread, I was looking through my my computer recently, and I found some poetry that I wrote in college, and I was like, this isn't bad. I could probably write more along the same theme, like another fifteen to twenty poems, and then oh, speaking put of them out. And you're a what? You're nearly near the end of True Colors. Um, well, yeah, I'm at around around sixty eight, closing in on seventy thousand words on True Colors, uh, getting to the to the last part of it. But um, as writers, one thing that I will always support because it supports uh, aspiring writers is. Uh, November is National Novel National Writing. Novel Writing Month. You're right. It's Nano, Nano time again. NaNoWriMo. Um, so if you're an aspiring writer and you want to get something out there, this is the month to do it. Uh, NaNoWriMo.org, I think. Um, um, I believe so. Let's quickly double check. To the internet. There, are, there is plenty of like. If you are in even a moderately sized city, there are other people that are yep. going to Nanorimo, be Yeah, there are plenty of there will be plenty of groups that will be saying like, in the you know in in the greater Kansas City area, yeah. Nanorimo <laughs> groups where you can do like write-ins, which is where everybody goes to a place, sits down and writes for like six hours. Yeah, and um, typically there are snacks and discussion and. Nano it's interesting Rimo, stuff. That's N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O dot O-R-G uh, is a website. Uh, can we put something like that? I can put I can put something in the description, yeah. Okay. Um, in the doobly-doo. Yeah, oh my, you read my mind, dude. I was just about to say. <laughs> a lot of people use that, and I do like that. I mean, we, we're not on YouTube anymore yet. I've actually recently ran across a thing that might help me get back on YouTube. But, yeah, we'll put stuff in the, in the, in the blog post on the website on the Facebook group thing, and if, if I ever finally do finish getting back on on the YouTubes, in the in the official YouTube doobly-doo, so. Yeah, I, I've, I heard that from Matt Colville, 
And that, that's the only context I, I've heard. I got that from I got that from uh, from PBS Idea Channel. It's the doobly doo for people who are not in the know. Uh, it's the video. It's the block of text underneath a YouTube video. Uh, yeah. Matt Colville, he's the is he the guy who does D and D stuff? Yeah, he. Yeah, I recently ran across him and yeah, subscribed he, to him. He has a running the game series on yeah. his um, on his YouTube channel, and he's a, he's a game developer in general. Uh, he does a lot of like writing and development stuff, and recently he has been anointed as the king of Kickstarter with <laughs> his strongholds and followers, uh, which looks like a really good book. Party fifth edition D and D book. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, it looks pretty solid, and it fills a, a needed. Um, niche, if you will, um, mm-hmm. which is, hey, guys, you get all this treasure, there's nothing to spend it on. Here, build, like, oh, here, build, build a castle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's interesting. <clears throat> um, so he scratches a niche? Ben, get uh, out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's some psychic damage there, indeed. <sighs> mm-hmm. Shall we per- uh, perhaps proceed to the matter yeah, at hand? Let's go to the main event. Yes. So, uh, spoiler of the week. week. Spider Man isn't in this movie. What? At what? all. Like, <laughs> not mentioned. As far as I can tell, Spider Man does not exist in this universe. There's not even a spider symbol on the chest. It's just the veins stretching across. Yeah, which. But it still looks pretty awesome. Yeah, it looks, still looks pretty cool. I'm cool. So, um. Non-spoiler stuff first, except for that spoiler, which isn't much of a spoiler because it w- it's been in all the press releases. Because it's the spoiler of the week, by definition, it's not yes. a spoiler. Well, not the spoiler well, of the week's always we get into in, semantics. They're always spoilers. They're just really old very spoilers. close to not being a spoiler. Yeah. Um, few things. Um, first off, they pro- they correctly pronounce it. So if that was going to be a, a, a hangout for you, yeah. It was just mispronounced in the trailer. Talking about the word symbiote. Yes. Or symbiote. Yes, they're pronouncing it sim. They're they're hard pronouncing the o symbiote, but that's still not. They're not still. They're still not saying symbi. They're saying symbiote in the trailer. Yeah. By the way, um, there's a theory about that. That that was like that, that they were. That was intentional to like to make people out of people to make people go totally insane works. on the internet. I, now, I can see that. I say it's a coin flip as to whether that was a sneaky guerrilla marketing tactic or if it was just one of those like, hey, people put together trailers in clumsy, weird ways and use like you know, um, oh, what do they call that? The uh, the voiceover, like the after the fact when you voice stuff. Post production. Um, now there's overdubbing for it. Um, overdubbing. Sure, we'll go with that's that. really what. Uh, what most what it's there's like called. an acronym or something for it. I can't remember. Um, ADR. Yes, thank you, ADR. Which is overdubbing. Yeah, just uh, the way to say it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I suspected some weird ADR situation. You know, they they said it one way, and they're like, "Oh shit, we actually should probably not." Yeah, say it's it this it's way. possible that they ADR'd <laughs> the movie after people go, went went insane too. Yeah, yeah, hard to say. But in any case, well, somewhere there's a marketing genius going, "Wow!" Yeah. Either way, they pronounced it right in the movie. The thread of the ambiguity of you know insanity and when did it begin and what caused it and everything is very thematic to the right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> other things worth saying. I gotta say, what's his name? Who I can no longer think oh, of. Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> you know the I'm, star of the movie we're yes. talking about. Well, guy. you know how bad I am with with actors' names. He was. You got it was, wrong. Your punishment will be more severe. I never saw that movie. Um, he he was fantastic. Oh, he was amazing. He practically carried the movie. His yeah. performance is really. He, uh, he, 
he 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 played he played someone going through a nervous breakdown very well. Oh, yeah, <laughs> By the way, that's long before the symbiote comes. Yeah. And I love uh, this is one of the things I love about the movie. They really nailed the character of Eddie Brock. Yeah. And considering the last time, well, actually, they made him a I little think, bit more sympathetic than I'm the, used to. Yeah. But the only time he's been portrayed in a, in a movie, in a live action movie, was the stupid Topher Grace afterthought that they f- forced Raimi essentially to put shoehorn into Spider-Man 3, which was already a mess of a movie. I, I it would have been fine if they hadn't done Black Suit. What now? I wouldn't call that afterthought. I'd call that afterbirth. No, that, yeah. that, was, yeah. that was terrible. Spider-Man 3 would have been fine if they hadn't tried to do Black Suit in there, too. Like, Sandman yeah. is an engaging villain. Well, yeah. that's the thing is, it, it could have. There are so many different paths that could have taken that would have made it a solid movie. But they decided to take all the paths at once and right, make it yeah. a terrible movie. They yeah. had ama- they had Amazing Spider Man Two syndrome. Right. Well, and the thing is, is that it, it's like Highlander Two. You, you had two paths that they followed throughout the movie. Either one could have been a good movie. Put them together, and it was a bucket of shit. <laughs> By the way, while we're we're on this kind of uh, subject here. Um, I would say that is my main, and of course we'll go into more detail in the spoilers half, but my main criticism of, of Venom is that they couldn't decide which lane to go in because it was like it started somewhat serious and dark and stuff, and then they are cracking all these jokes, and it's kind of like it's not taking itself seriously, and it's mm-hmm. like either of those movies are great movies, but they didn't decide which movie they wanted to be. Yeah, like I, I would think, be down for either. Like dark humor has a place, and like sometimes it's fun to just be self-aware and have fun with right. it. And then also the dark take is unique and interesting and fitting for the character. But they didn't really do either. They just kind of did half of each. Yeah, right. Well, and I, th- I think it, I think also it, that it suffered because the dark humor overwhelmed the dark stuff because right. they made it a PG thirteen movie. And that's a, yeah, that's that that's movie. that was yeah. a gripe that I was going to bring up. Yeah, if they weren't forced to or coerced to do that, then um, yeah, in general. Um, this is this is a very early thing. Like, I, as I always try, as I always preface, I try I, I I try to rate movies by would I see this movie again? Right. My answer to would I see Venom again is, eh, if I didn't have to pay for it, yeah, I would not pay to see this movie again. I am I am, however, somewhat interested in maybe buying the Blu-ray because right. that will have all the shit they cut out. Right. Because my main problem, my, my main issue with this movie was it wasn't a bad movie, but it had so much, so much in terms of pacing issues. Right, right. That, like, it needed an extra half hour of movie. Also, just so predictable. Yeah. So predictable. Yeah. Like, you know, um, without getting into spoiler territory, let's just say there is a, there is a, um, there's a character that, that Eddie interacts with pre-Venom, and then that character's not around anymore, and it's like, gee, I wonder what happened to that character. Hmm. You know, on the street. Oh, yeah, her. Yeah. 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 It's like, gee, I... It's not exactly hard to put those dots together. Yeah, no, no, I mean, no. It's it... not... <coughs> when, when something happens, it's not like... Uh, it's not so much like... Uh, like yeah. clever or subtle foreboding. It's just like, hey guys, this is obviously a setup for something we'll pay off later in the movie. Right. Well, see you later. I'm the giant neon sign that sets up a thing. Hi yeah. there. I'm foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just yes. like, yeah, they kind of beat you over the head with like obvious stuff that's going to, you know. Yeah. I, I would have loved if she just had, like, if nothing had happened. Right. That would have been cool. But no, no, no. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that we see that, we see that particular thing happen after. 
we get a setup for what that's going to mean. Right, right. Um, so. Um, yeah, I mean. It, great job, Ben. <laughs> well, hey, it's the International Space Station. Come on, I have the app. What's it telling you? That the ISD is the ISS is uh, over the over overhead right now. <clears throat> I don't see it. That's because it's daylight. Actually, and I'm inside. The, the ISS, <laughs> the ISS actually passed over our location about two, three hours ago, but it's over the it's uh, in daylight right now. Ah, uh, well, I've, I have the space. <laughs> That's yeah, the whole, yeah. That's the whole origin here. So yeah, it's Symbiotes. just the yeah. Um, do we have anything else to say that before we get into spoiler territory? Because I feel like a lot of this has to yeah. be said with spoilers because yeah, there's a um, lot that like that needs explained that we can't say unless there's spoiler tags. I would say um, I, I have a few general things I like to mm-hmm. put in, in uh, touch on, and then you know. Ben and I can give our thoughts about the would we see it again test. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. my my feeling is, um, I would, I would see it cheaply, maybe like mm-hmm. a matinee or like something. Like go go to a second run. Yeah, because now that I've had time to process everything mm-hmm. and I did enjoy it, I would kind of like to see it again. Um, I, I was kind of disappointed that it wasn't on the IMAX because, for obvious reasons, they're doing the first man on the IMAX because that is a very IMAX worthy movie. For the visuals and stuff, mm-hmm. um, but I know First Man, but okay, it's the it's the moon landing. Thing. Ah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, and I saw it at Alamo. Like I see everything, so I uh, so general thoughts. Um, like we, we talked about, Tom Hardy's performance is really good. Um, he, yeah, he was he was a joy. I would was, love I would have loved to watch an entire another hour of the Ed, of Eddie Brock slowly slowly collapsing yeah. in on himself. And that's that's, uh, that's a very inspired um, <laughs> casting decision. And I remember, I when I when I first heard that Venom the Venom movie was see I've had a lot of emotions. Yeah, I, I've, I've had been, a lot of reactions. I've been I've been a huge your, Venom fan. Yeah, your life. reaction. Yeah. So when I first heard that Venom was announced. I was like, holy crap, a Venom movie. That's, you know, just a visceral excitement. And then, like, a second later, I'm like, oh, God, a Venom movie. They could really ruin a character that I love. And then, you know, beyond that, I'm just, and then I'm just thinking, okay, how are they going to do this? How are they going to make this work? And then there wasn't really any news. It was just a, you know, vague rumor that, hey, Venom is going to happen sometime. And then Tom Hardy. And then I heard, yeah, Tom Hardy is an answer. I'm like, holy crap, he could actually pull this off. And I would actually, that was, when they announced that Tom Hardy was going to play Eddie Brock slash Venom, that was when I first had real hope that the movie would be good. Hmm. And then as time went on. And a lot of people were like, wait, the guy who played Bane? <laughs> yeah, and, you know, Did Mad Max, amongst him? other oh, things. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, that's right. A lot of mask work, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and that's. Oh, uh, I have cash in my wallet. How'd that happen? <laughs> random, uh, random thought is random. Sorry. <laughs> um, I found a dollar while I was cleaning up, and I was gonna. He's like, I need to put this in my wallet, and then, holy crap, there's more money. It bred. So it was, I can only hope. Like the whole trajectory there, I was kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, okay, it's exciting. You know, this is terrifying. And uh, anyway, point is um, that uh, I, I kind of vaguely followed, but not too closely because I didn't want to like get hyped up and then get disappointed. Uh, and it basically, uh, the movie basically met my expectation, which was it was a fun movie that's worth seeing, especially if you're a Venom fan. But at the same time, it's not a particularly good movie and it's kind of generic. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm overall, I have a positive impression and experience because... They basically, my bar was, 
don't f this up, and they didn't really. They didn't f it. it up. They didn't. They didn't knock it out of the park. But they. Right. But they hit a. They hit a ground sing, A ground yeah. double. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're on. They're on base. You know. Right. <clears throat> and, the, and the point is, the the, the, the sports. Runner, yeah, sports ball. <laughs> you get into double header territory. That could be the one on the nose, but just read the. Uh, oh God, I forgot what that's called. Uh, the sickness or something. There's a there's a three issue mini comic of Venom where he gets some sort of weird thing, some sort of like disease or additional creature that makes him go full insane, that makes Venom look downright sane, and he's like bigger and has these additional heads and stuff, and he fights the Juggernauts fucking crazy. <laughs> when he you know he's powerful when he's tossing the Juggernaut around, right. like that was a thing. He was throwing the Juggernaut through walls and stuff. Um, That's a dwarf syndrome. And situation. here and here I thought you were talking when you said uh, double jeopardy. I thought you were talking. About the a double header, uh, double header. Sorry, I thought you were talking about. Uh, thought thought you were misreferencing the 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 movie that is a beautiful movie that you should see at some point called Double Team, which Wait, stars. Are you really? Which stars uh, Jean Claude Van Damme and, and Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Rodman. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you said the title, I'm like, really, you're going there? <laughs> double Team. Yeah. It, it's Pete a it's, Rodman. It's a really good bad movie. <laughs> Yeah, well, oh boy. Anyway, we're kind of getting off the rails. Yes, we are. Sorry. So, um, so yeah. Overall thought was it was good, but not great, and I'm I'm optimistic for a potential sequel slash tie-in. It could be good. Yeah. 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 It 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 and I wanted to follow up quickly with my whole would I pay to see this movie again? No, mm-hmm. probably not. But at the same time, I don't regret having paid to see it the first right. time. So right. basically, there's the three uh, tiers for you, right? Like I regret spending my money. I don't regret it, but I'm not going to see it again. I'm not going to see it again, and I will definitely see it again. Yeah, or or like, there's a few other there's a few other middle but tiers there. Are the, but those are the big points. Yeah, so, yeah. I do so, not regret having spent money to see the movie, but I don't think I would spend money to see it again. Fair. Right. Okay. So with me, it's you know um, my reaction is you know regret spending my money. You know, initially, would I see it again? Not in theaters. Um, but I think, I'm not, uh, yeah. it, it takes a lot. There's a that that bar is high. Yeah. Uh, to, you know to see. I mean, Lord of the Rings. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. know. I went and saw Doctor Strange a second time in theaters because I wanted to see how it how how it matched up differently. 3D versus not 3D. And that is a very that is a very uh, one of those a very good big example of like you if you see this in the theater it will be worth the theater experience. Yeah. With mm-hmm. the way that movie was crafted. Oh man. And yeah. see when I saw it in the theater. There were a couple of points where the audience was still reacting, and it wasn't opening night. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was two weeks ago, the day we did the last episode. I got so, out of work mm-hmm. early on Tuesday and went and saw Venom because it's like, hey, I, I, I have an extra hour and a half that I right. didn't have in my schedule before. Mm-hmm. Let's right. see if there's a screening of Venom. And it was screening in like 10 minutes across the street from my job. Right. So it's like, okay. So, so with me, it was, yeah, do I uh, level, you know, seeing what I see it again, don't regret spending my money on it. It was a fun movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other quite next level is, would I buy it on DVD? I think I would. I would. Yeah, in this because, case, I would, I would agree. Especially since the DVD has already been stated will have what they cut out to take it from an R-rated movie that it right. was going to be initially 
down to PG-13. Right. Because so it deserves to be film. rated R. Right. right. And I was a little surprised that they didn't do that after the success of the Deadpool franchise and everything. Yeah. But I get the thought process of, okay, if we can tone this down, we could then tie into Spider-Man later, and that could be a whole huge thing. Yeah. Right. And by the way, they did leave it vague enough that, although there's no direct connections, they mentioned like, oh yeah, you're from New York, and this and that. Yeah, and they didn't mention, they mentioned the Daily Sun, I think, instead of the Daily Bugle. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. that can so, be retconned easily enough that he worked for the Sun after well, working for the Bugle. Yeah, exactly. It's not even a retcon because you know freelance. You know, yeah, he worked for a lot of different places. So, um, so yeah, uh, do I regret seeing it? No, I enjoyed seeing it in the movies. Would I buy it on DVD? Yes. Do I have to have it on DVD? No. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can, you know, I can wait for it. And actually, it's which version of the DVD would I get? Well, I get the super deluxe version that costs eighty nine ninety nine and has everything included. No, in the shirt. no. no. <laughs> uh, why, why pay? You know, why pay twenty bucks for it? Yeah, I'll be interested. I'll buy the Blu Ray when when it's on next time. It's on like. I'll buy the Blu-ray next year on Black Friday when it's on sale. Right. I'll be interested <laughs> to see how well the home sales do because I have a feeling they're going to sell quite well. That could be interesting, like especially if it does really well on DVD Blu-ray with the extended cut specifically. Yeah, uh, that could potentially tell tell Hollywood producer types. Right. Yes, there really is a demand for R-rated movies. Right. Yeah. I know you don't think there is. It is, kind but of, there is. It is kind of strange too for them to kind of like go out on a limb like, and then just kind of like take one step uh, coyly back. I, yeah. Is coyly is really? I don't know. That sounds weird. We'll just say uh, hesitantly. Yeah, I think hesitantly <laughs> is more correctly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one cringing step back. Yeah. Like, yeah I'm like, not sure. Hey, we're going to do, do a big budget Venom movie and, and really stick our balls out on the ledge on the chopping block. Oh, but eh, let's walk it back and kind of make it PG-13. It's like, guys, if you're going to take a risk, take a risk. Indeed. Like, do it. Just do it. Right, do it. yeah. Anyway, I think we should venture into spoilers. Yes, let's let's venture into spoilers. Uh, there will be some sort of music. I'm not exactly sure what. Maybe ooh, I have a, that's an idea. Okay, I'll talk to you later. We'll we'll be back here in a second. All right, get your passports out. Uh, yep, we're, we're heading to the spoilers. I'll have I'll board the spoiler train. There will be spoilers. Ben will have to leave at some point during the spoilersage because he has to be at a place at two, and it's like one o'clock right now, and we have about an hour. So, in any case, I don't know exactly where your where your place is in comparison to my house. So, it's about thirty minutes away. Oh, so you so, need to leave in like twenty minutes? Okay. No, about half an hour. Okay. Uh, in any case, in an hour. In an hour. Simple, simple solution. Just have to Oh, end. I thought you had to be there at two. No, I have to leave at two. Ah, okay. So, you so, right, won't have to leave. Never why mind. Why don't we kick things off with Ben? Let's see on the. Clock, All right, spoiler territory. Yeah, well, not yet, but not anymore. <laughs> spoiler territory. So, but if you're going to hand it to me, I'm going to take it. Uh, I'm going to run with it. Um, first of all, I, I love, like I said, the, how he, how Tom Hardy, just goes slowly ballistic, and and it's almost like he's kicking people's ass and crick ass and cringing in the process. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> he's having, and, and, 
And he's having just the like even before mm-hmm. like even before Venom first uh, manifests. Shows up. Yeah, he's, 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 the worst he's having ever. just like the best mental, the best like slow nervous breakdown I've ever seen on film. Right, right. It's like his whole life is one long mental episode. Everything um, sucks. Yeah. Right. And, and the thing is, though, that what I do like about it is that they still show that Eddie's the same guy that we saw before just discouraged. Yeah. Uh, because at the beginning of it, he, you know, they, they do portray him, they do a good job of portraying him, portraying him as the crusading reporter. Yeah. You know, who will not compromise his ethics. That's what's interesting about this is that it's 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 a silly, uh, quote unquote, hero superhero movie because it's not really a superhero movie. No, it's an anti-hero movie. Let's just say comic movie, a yeah. silly comic book movie. Mm-hmm. But they managed to actually, despite some of the other generic characters, which is part of my gripe with the movie, it, they do such a good job with the nuance of how Eddie is because it's mm-hmm. like. Yeah. He's not just a crusading reporter. He's also selfish and immature. And, like, you can see that... And that's actually one of the lines in the movie is when uh, his ex-fiance, Anne, tells him, like, well, this is your fault. You did this. It's not Carlton Drake. It's not me. It's not the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the my law firm or whatever. It's like, you made these choices. You fucked this up. This is on you. And mm-hmm. she's 100% correct. Yeah. And it's very ambiguous as to whether he's actually learned anything throughout the right. course of the movie. Well, and I like that ambiguity. Yeah, because here, yeah, here's the thing. He, you know, he is a crusading reporter, but he has no scruples about how he gets what he gets. It, yeah, not only that, but it's also ambiguous as to how much of it is, is that him being a crusader, and how much is it just him Looking being in love with himself right. and wanting to constantly be the guy that gets recognized for taking down the person or the company or whatever. Right. It really struck me like with his thing, he just refuses to compromise on his story. <coughs> but by the same token, well, like I, that, I, that refusal, that you know, him taking. I don't think that's because, uh, but that that the way it looked to me was not like he refuses to compro- compromise on the story because he wants the accolades, he wants the byline, right. because he actually believes in the story. Yeah. That was the impression that I got. Yeah, I was almost. I'm almost there with you, except that I think it's the whole idea that he does not believe he can be wrong. Potentially, I can see that interpretation. Yeah. Where he thinks he's right, and what he because he basically he has, he has one of the defining attributes of a hero, mm-hmm. in that this is the right thing to do, and I must do this at all costs, not thinking that yeah. what he's about to do is going to hurt other people. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, um, something I should have I could have mentioned in non spoiler territory, but I do want to mention now, they did. Like they they did my favorite way Venom can be done, which is he's more of a fluid than a solid. Yeah, yeah. I like I like Pharaoh fluid right. um, Venom where like he flows around and like sprouts tentacles and stuff. Right, mm-hmm. way more than I am big and strong man. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, without it, if you just do the big strong man thing, there's no uniqueness to it. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, that I, yeah. and, and but, I think they use that to extraordinary oh, effect in this movie. Also, yeah. a waste of artists in the comics because you you got to let the artists do their thing and like have a unique look and everything. Yeah, if you just do the generic strong man look, then yeah, like you're kind of wasting. That's always resources. been my problem with uh, Venom in uh, in like the '90s animated show. Right. He, right. he was just a, a black version of Spider-Man. 
To be yeah. fair, you know, with the, with the animation of the time, the context of the show, it's hard to do. True, it's hard to make. I am flowy. I am flowy, fluid man. Yeah. But that was like. I like flowy, fluid. I think they, I like the voice in the '90s Spider-Man. Like, yeah, no, the voice was good. Yeah, there, there were things like I'm not, I'm not knocking the '90s. Oh no, I know. I'm just saying that like that's just an example. Yeah. where they don't do. Yeah, it. that was yeah. that was not right. So, but I liked how he was like, you know, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just sort of being carried across the floor by a puddle. Quite literally, had to go with the flow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and. <laughs> I just bite that guy's head off. Yes. <laughs> yes. By the way, that's one of the best parts of the movie is the weird bromance buddy cop thing going on with the symbiote and Eddie. Yeah, and and, and there it missed. They missed a vital moment, I think, because at some point suddenly Venom's changed his mind. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, yeah. what? No. Well, yeah. The, the, the entire the entire third act yeah. had pacing problems. Yeah. Right. It was like, like a lot of things happened without being set up. Right. Yeah. Like he showed like like here here here's the thing that made me st- that that first made me stop and say, wait a second, what? <laughs> when he climbed to the top of the thing of the of. Well, when he taught, when he climbed and went to uh, and went to uh, to Bobby Fish's office. Yeah. By the way, the, the, did you notice that there were like three characters, three people that had been in Luke Cage? I saw Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish, yeah, and I'm pretty sure the guy who played Bushmaster was one of the guys who was uh, who got eaten by a symbiote. Oh, really? I don't know. I could be wrong. I. It it looked a lot like him to me. Maybe I'm crazy. The third one. Huh? Who's the third one? I don't know. Those are the only two I'm thinking of off the top of my head. Right. I could entirely be wrong, but I was like, huh, well, Bobby Fish is certainly doing good for himself, isn't he? What do they have to have to look there? Maybe that's why. Uh, but no. In any case, when he climbed to the top of Bobby Fish's office, put the phone down, said, do the right thing, and then went out the elevator, suddenly there's this giant fuck-off SWAT team in there. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, it's like when did they have time to yeah, show what, up? And yeah, not could we noticed? have at least gotten like? Yeah, could we at least have gotten the uh, payoff of the security guard pressing a silent alarm button? Right, right. Like it could have yeah. that could have been all it needed to set that up, but no. Just instead, yeah. he climbed to the top of the thing. Or Eddie could even say he's gonna call the cops. Yeah, you know, something yeah. like that. He's like, yes. it'll be a buffet, you know. Yeah, no, there are all sorts of ways that right. they could have bought that scene. They didn't. Mm-hmm. Instead, right. no, it was just okay. We had this little moment of of Eddie doing the, th- the right thing, quote unquote. And okay, now we need another fight set piece. By the way, yeah. uh, the security guard is—is is that the guy from the Conan O'Brien show? That band guy. He looks super familiar. I don't mm. know. I could have sworn he's on one of those late night shows. To the internet. Anyway. Um, yeah, but yeah, you're right. There, there's there are a few instances of that where they could easily just like add a add a little you know quick shot or two and some you know yeah. or blurb a dialogue at the very least and at least have. He some has blue. been officially uh, credited as such. Uh, I mean, it's, <coughs> it was obvious, but Woody Harrelson in the post credit scene has been now officially credited as Cletus Cassidy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, a little fucking old, in my opinion. Uh, the the wig looked hilarious to uh, me. The Ronald McDonald wig is ridiculous. Yeah, that's I don't know, man. I don't. Were they going for ridiculous? I think they must have been. I mean, come on. That's my only. 
That's the only thing that I can figure was that they were going for silly looking because they pulled it off quite well. <laughs> yeah, had a bit of a yeah, a bit of a Manson vibe there, that's for sure. Um what what, what did he have sc- scroll scrolled Welcome on the wall? Eddie. It said like Welcome, Welcome Eddie. Oh, Eddie, okay. I couldn't make out the second word for some reason. All right. That makes sense. So yeah, um I agree there's definitely some like editing issues uh some kind of like quick jarring like transitions emilio rivera was lobby guard richard okay who is no one i just in particular okay he's just reminding me of he's been in sons of anarchy that's where i know him from he's the mayan guy he's that mayan gang leader guy yes yes thank you because there actually was a spinoff mayans mc that he also okay yeah that was gonna bug me because i knew i had seen that guy from something okay that was it (laughs) <laughs> yeah so uh yeah i mean that 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 banter with uh between him and eddie kind of that's kind of a microcosm of the character where it's like oh hey like i'm getting by by the seat of my pants and stuff and it's like you know <laughs> it's like oh, i'm not really supposed to let you up and he just kind of goes up there anyway right and and the thing is is that you know it's eddie you know because eddie I was entirely wrong about the guy who I thought was was Bushmaster, so ignore me. Okay, ignore me. But um, <clears throat> yeah, as far as as far as the whole thing, I mean, there were some pacing elements, um, pacing you know, pacing problems. I didn't, you know, like I said, I didn't. We didn't see the moment Venom changed his mind. Yeah, that was. Yeah, and that was why <coughs> I say I kind of do want to. I want to at least watch the extended mm-hmm. cut mm-hmm. because I want to see. If they if off. they fixed that right well and, and like if that was something they just got left on the editing room floor yeah but it did pay off in a lot of one-liners uh, for instance when uh, when Anne donned venom uh-huh. yeah the, the she venom shout out cameo thing which yeah. I enjoyed which was I remember that from great. the I remember that from the comics um, and then you know she's like I just bit that guy's head off yeah it happens <laughs> you know you, yeah and that was I also story. I liked the I liked the line to the to the Asian shop shop I have a parasite <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good one liner um, it did kind of bug me that like and again this goes to my my core criticism if I could only have one gripe about the movie this would be it is about it not picking a tone um, yeah because. It's like it okay. couldn't make up its mind whether it wanted to be a dark comedy or a serious film. Exactly, right. and it's like Eddie. Eddie is you know he's being let out by the uh, security goons and stuff. And he's about to be shot or whatever, and then you know the the symbiote shows up to save the day via his ex fiance, and you know she bites the head off and everything, and that's fine if you want to give the you know the line of just like the the shocked in the moment like I just bit that guy's head off or whatever, but then it's like later on it's just like yeah she's fine. It's like there's no trauma whatsoever from just literally biting a person's head off and like yeah. being treated as a disposable thing by this weird alien thing, and it's just like, and it's like she just accepts the uh, ludicrous nature of everything so readily because she has to for the sake of the movie, right? Like at the end, it's just kind of like it seemed like she was downright sympathetic. She was like, oh, like it's like his dog died or something. It's like, oh, I'm sorry about Venom, man. Like, yeah. It's like, aren't you still dealing with having bitten a guy's head off and stuff? Like, yeah. Aren't you like deeply disturbed right now with what, everything that has been going on? 
Right. Like it just there was some stuff like that that just seemed kind of weird to me. You know? Yeah, I mean, and even if, even if we had seen a reaction from her while she was in the in the control mm-hmm. room. Yeah. And it's just like because that's like a that that would be a perfect time for it actually because that's a moment where she has a moment to actually like in relative quiet alone to reflect on the shit that just went down. Right. You now if she's like you know shaking or like silently crying or something like you just a shot or two of her just kind of like processing what's going on would make would lend a whole lot more credibility to how that went down. But it's right. like she doesn't skip a beat after having bitten a guy's head off. Right. I mean, even if we saw her eating breath mints. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. At least that would it's be, like, you, you know. know. Or, or you know, for me, it would be, if, if I'd been writing it, I would see her grab a an open can of soda, take a, sw- take a swig, swish around, spit it out, just like, oh, I still can't get that taste out of my mouth. <laughs> you know? Or see, see something, not even going for a laugh, just like, you know, she spits it out and then she sees some gross, like, viscera that's, like, still there or something like that. Right. You know, if you wanted to go the other aspect, the more horror-y aspect of it, you know. Yeah. Well, I like I think, the, uh... I think if they had gone a little darker mm-hmm. with the action, the comedy would have just been... Like, highlights. I mean, yeah, just the levity that you need to break it up. Yeah. And again, yeah. I think because they were shoehorned into a PG-13, it made it so much more difficult to do that. Yeah, they right. needed to be more horrible. Right. Mm-hmm. Um... Because Venom is not nice. No. You know. Venom is very, like, Venom is bad. Venom is evil. He's just... And also, people have to realize, like, for, for people that aren't familiar with the character, didn't read any comics, only know the very basics of just, like, oh, he's a Spider-Man. But, like, uh, yeah, he was an actual villain for a significant period of time before they decided to go, you know what, let's make him an anti-hero. Because yeah. I believe, if I recall correctly, Lethal Protector, which was part of the inspiration for the movie along with Planet of the Symbiotes. Um, that was like 96, I think, when that came out. And Venom had been a character for several years before that. And he was just a recurring Spider-Man villain. Yeah. And they even established that, like, you know... And, of course, you know, he's got his baggage and his sins and stuff to carry with him, even, you know, uh, beyond his current methods as an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because he escaped from the vault, and it was like canon that he like murdered a guard or two just people doing their job he just killed him to get out yep, of there so right. it's like well okay i mean he's got blood on his hands and you right. know he's no and, and he's I'm, no misunderstood you know troubled hero no 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 he's no. um he's like barely keeping it together and you know i ran across a i ran across a bit of trivia which is kind of funny the uh, there's a the, there's a theory as to why venom is insane yeah um it's that for about uh, for about a, an entire minute, he was bonded with Deadpool. Oh. Yeah. Um, in Deadpool's Secret Wars, <laughs> um, which may or may not be canon, yeah. but this is the fun, like, uh, Deadpool is also on, on the war world while the Secret Wars is happening. Yeah. And was temporarily bonded with the symbiote and was like, oh, wait, shoot, this is a, this is a living thing. It needs to get off of me right away because... I'm crazy, and it's trying to read my mind. Yeah. He was actually being kind of nice to it. Yeah. Uh, then he put it back, and then pointed Spider-Man in its in its direction. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a very well, Deadpool. Now I don't know whether the now the canonicity of Deadpool's Secret Wars oh, yeah. is anything Deadpool dubious. Is dubious at best. <laughs> yeah. Right. Deadpool does kind of the ultimate unreliable narrator. Indeed. Right. <laughs> now, my origin with Venom with a symbiote is. Um, is with Secret, Secret Wars. <clears throat> when, uh, yeah, when, when Spider-Man Parker. put on the black suit, which really was just supposed to, like, 
they didn't even consider they weren't even really thinking about it being a symbiote initially it was just like huh let's give spider-man a costume change right. and then somewhere down the line someone had, had the idea of making it because actually artists going can we remake spider-man's suit easier to draw yeah can i not have to draw all those web lines every <laughs> goddamn time right exactly. <laughs> well, that's just, it's interesting that you know how long these panels take to ink <laughs> It's interesting it wound up uh, kind of working out that way because the uh, you know co-creator of the um, of the character and costume designer is Todd McFarlane, mm-hmm. and it's like that's a very McFarlane-esque thing with the whole anti-hero and dark colors and mm-hmm. brooding and whatnot. Um, uh, I do like, by the way, that they chose to not make. I mean, they didn't have a whole lot of time to do so, of course, but he wasn't broody. You know, mm-hmm. it was just. And of course, it was the beginning of the sim- symbiosis, so it makes sense. Like it was very like, although they're together, they're two very separate entities, and they're like conversing and stuff. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Eddie trying to like, uh, well, it was basically both of them not trying to. It was like a contest of wills. Like they're each trying to achieve their own goals, do their own thing, and then at the very, very end, they kind of have an uneasy like agreement going on. Right. He's like, we're not going to kill innocent people. We're just going to eat yeah. bad yeah. guys. So it's like. Uh, it is kind of a weird journey that it took, and I actually I have a few of those old Spider-Man comics where he was just he was just wearing a costume, and it was the black costume. Um, I, I'm a little unclear if that was before or after the fact with the symbiote, but he was just wearing a actual regular costume that looked like that. Yeah, the the black costume being a being a symbiote was a retcon. Okay, so then I I was probably watching uh, or watching <laughs> Freudian slip there reading. Um, some of the early stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because he got the black suit in Secret Wars, and then kept it when he after Secret Wars was over, and then it wasn't like it wasn't like not for another like ten or twelve comics, where they finally determined, oh yeah, let's uh, let's 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 do something with this thing. Yeah. Sorry, Ben. Talk yeah. to you. Uh, no. It's, yeah, this looked uh, like you were about to kill me in your face. No, no. That's my normal look. Um. Anyways. Um. <laughs> but um. The whole thing I was originally supposed to be just some sort of uh, of um, you know mind controlled suit, and the weird thing was is that it had the the web shooters coming off the top of his hand. You, when you say mind controlled, you mean like whatever he like thought, a, like a hey Siri, sling me a web, like that kind yeah. of thing. Like your yeah, thoughts it would, make it, it would do things. He well because for the years and years he had basically either been walking around with that suit under his clothes. Mm-hmm. Or having to change, this was an easy, quick change thing. Yep. Because all he had to do was think about it, and the suit would appear and it would cover his clothes. Uh, and then the web, the web slingers would come, would shoot from the top of the hand as right. opposed from the bottom, and would generate their own webbing too. Generate their own webbing. Yeah. And you didn't have to come up with web fluid. Um, which, yeah. Um, anyways, um, but um, eyes, brain, pancreas, lungs. <laughs> So many tasty treats. So, so little time. Snacks. <laughs> that's that's yeah. I think snacks. It's, it's so many snacks. So little time. That's yeah. that's a line lifted wholesale out of a Venom comic. Yeah. Yeah. Venom comic. Of course. The Actually, I think that might have been part of. I don't know if it was Lethal Protector or something else, but it's yeah. been a while. since... It was from a comic. Yeah. 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 Bad guy. Bad guy. <laughs> Which one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when he does you know because and, and again that was one of those things of. Oh, obvious setup is obvious. Right. Early on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That was one of the most obvious. It's like there it's like, oh hey, he's he's still got the symbiote. He went into the okay, so let's kill the mugger. Well, even if you hadn't seen the trailer, it was so bloody obvious. Right. You know, it's like 
he goes in there and it's like, oh, hey, here's the protection guy. And then it's like, gee, I wonder if that's ever going to come up again after he gets the symbiote, you know? Right, exactly. What Who shot? knows? Right? Well, right. not only no. that. It's Schrodinger's I, gun. I still enjoyed it. But oh, no, it's it's Chekhov's, Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's, Chekhov's, Chekhov's gun. gun, yeah. yeah. Chekhov's well, Chekhov's well in this particular case, it's Chekhov's mugger, but still. Yeah, yeah. Chekhov's same, same concept. Yeah, Chekhov's sacrifice. There's another obvious setup, but I enjoyed it regardless, and that was the neighbor playing the loud music. Oh yeah, and yeah, I, I liked that they, they they kind of they they uh, they didn't like go crazy with that. They just did a stunt. Yeah, no, he he didn't kill he the neighbor. Go, I thought that was going to be the straw. So it did surprise me a little bit in the execution of it. Not that it happened, but the execution of it. And that is, I thought he was going to go nuts and at the very least like tear up his entire apartment. But no, he just like kind of freaked out and like had the eyes pop out, kind of the mask style. And he's right. just like, all right, man. We're cool. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> See, you know, and, and the the thing is, is one of the best executions of that that I've ever seen was uh, actually in Catwoman, the Halle Berry Catwoman. Oh, yeah. really? Because, because it was a terrible movie, but that was a good execution of it because she basically goes in and, and trashes everything as opposed to just intimidating the neighbor. Well, I you think should. that Mike was saying that he liked that he didn't trash everything, but instead just intimidated the right. neighbor. Right, I, but I, I, I like the idea. Uh, well, that, yeah. I mean, personally, I would, I would, that one handled it well, simply because you know, and, and I like, I liked that originally, the guy is you know there with his girlfriend right after Eddie's broken up with his. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, yeah there's, there's nothing to you know. Certainly permissible to use. What's the ISS doing now, Ben? Examples of things being done well in crappy media, right. but it's just you know, I'm always going to resent having to think about that movie again. So. Right. Well, you know, I tried to scrub a lot of it from my mind. I say it's a terrible movie, but anyways, yeah. uh, um, pretty bad overall. But yeah, I like the psychosis of Eddie Brock. You know, because on the one hand he's like, oh god, but on the other, Venom is doing exactly the things that he wants to do, but is too afraid to. Yeah. You, you know, and, and the whole idea of my world is going to shit, you know. Um, I did, I, I thought his freak out of the restaurant was hilarious, by the way. Like, jumping in the lobster tank, oh, yeah. chewing into him and stuff, and everyone's right. freaking out. And, by the way, I just want to have a shout out here for Dan. Dan is the man. Okay? Yeah, the Dan doctor, the Dr. Doctor Dan. Doctor yeah. Dan yeah. I do not want her to get back with Eddie at any point, because no. she deserves better, and she deserves freaking Dan. And Dan, Dan was so nice to Eddie, too. Yeah, he's, he's a like, total Dan. class act the whole time. A total class act, and, you know, he has the unflappable trait. I mean, he's yeah, like, yeah. her boyfriend just jumped into the, like, okay... This guy's a patient of mine. I mean, just totally is like, this man is my patient. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> he, he's a patient of mine, and he was trying to trying to get some help. And he played right. the whole, like, everything irrespectable if a doctor reveals that he's a doctor. Yeah, no, it's okay. I'm a doctor. He he's a patient card. of mine. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah. he leaned into that trope heavily. Yeah, because he had that card up his sleeve. He had a whole deck of that card. And what I, what I like about that is what that shows to me about, like, the kind of person that Dan is and the relationship that he had with Ann was that he cared so much about her that he was willing to, like, get in front of this crazy train mm-hmm. because he knew that it was hurting and embarrassing her. Yeah, right? and... and and then, you know, with the whole... And then, you know, afterwards, Dan is just a good dude because it's like, um, yeah, that ex-boyfriend, that whole situation that I've already handled... Right. 
By the way, he's dying and we need to help him. Exactly. <laughs> you could have easily just referred him to another doctor or something and be like, oh, this is too yeah, awkward. No, I don't have to deal with this again or yeah, deliver bad his, news. No, his, he just, uh, he leaned right. His vitals are looking really bad. We need to get him in, yeah. like, right, right sure. now. Yeah. 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 And then was, was, it, was it his or Anne's idea to get him into the MRIs? Uh, it was so his idea. His. Yeah, because he, yeah, because, um, okay, another thing, that I, another problem I had with the movie yeah. is... Him and Eddie Brock in Anne's car uh, at, after that one point where he's just basically laying out all of his weaknesses for us. Like, okay, Basil Exposition, ju- oh, Exposition yeah. just showed the fuck up. No, it was, <laughs> it, it was fine for me until he, until he just kind of like, and it's like the was like, oh yeah, and fire, BT dubs. Yeah. Like, that was so just mentioned and randomly. Fire. So that at the end, it would be like, oh, well, now the I understand rocket. why the explosion of the rocket means he's definitely dead. Right. Even though he totally isn't. Yeah. Well, I well, no, no, okay. Riot's Riot, dead. dead, sure. Yeah, no, that's I, that's all saying. manner of dead. But, yeah, but that's like, what I'm Venom wasn't going to die because... Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm just could. talking about Riot specifically. Can we, can we address Riot? Sure. Let's I didn't like Riot, Riot like, at all. Yeah, you know why? Because no, he's no carnage. Because he's carnage. Except he's Gray. not red and doesn't have a and, he and doesn't isn't have a personality. Yeah. yeah, no personality. I liked. I liked Carlton Drake. Yeah, he was fun. And by the way, that's kind of a missed opportunity because uh, both um, both Eddie and Carlton. Uh, if you if you excuse if you exclude all the crazy symbiote stuff, just them in and of themselves are interesting characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you take Carlton and then add the symbiote, you could have a legit interesting combination. But they just go, nope. He's just going to be a weird mustache twirling gray carnage. Yeah. yeah. Who makes who who makes swords and axes? Like, carnage. Yeah, and by the way, uh, I, I have to I have to do an asterisk with Carlton Drake being an interesting character because it's like he started out as an interesting character. Yeah. Then they totally tanked him because he's he must be the mustache twirling villain that propels the propels the plot forward. And there's no like there's no subtlety there. Like, well, he was he, never really the mustache twirling villain thing though. He well, perceived himself as the hero because he was trying to. Find a way to save humanity. I, I would just... po- I would posit that you can be a mustache twirling villain and still perceive yourself as the hero. These I don't think these two things are mutually exclusive. Right, mustache twirling in the and I, I don't mean mustache twirling in the sense of like hey hey I'm evil and I love being evil like the Joker. I mean mustache twirling in the sense of like I'm going to do things that are so obviously off the wall. And... I'm holding the villain ball. Yes. Okay. Because it's like at first you kind of get where he's coming from, where it's like. Before they get into the details of all the crazy human, you know, I guess sacrifice rather than experiment at that point, right? What, initially, it's just like, okay, this guy's kind of shady. Let's and, keep trying. I'm a mad scientist. But it seems like he has good intentions and genuinely believes that, like, the <clears> earth <throat> is on borrowed time and he's trying to, like, do the whole savior complex thing. But then they just keep ratcheting it up so quickly and it's just like, oh, yeah, let's just take all these people and I know that a lot of them are going to die and I don't give a shit. And, and it was just inexplicable, right. like, how close he was to it. Like it's just like mm-hmm. well, and then and then to take his scientist, you know, the chief scientist, and subject her to one of them. I really wanted her, her to get just displayed what one of them can do. Shoot the bitch, <laughs> you know. I really sense. wanted her yeah. to like the, uh, venom out. To, yeah, to properly uh, to yeah. to properly uh, sink. That would be a good taste of his own medicine. Also, was there any explanation as to why? Venom and Riot were able to very easily jump between dozens of hosts apiece. 
um, without any problems, but the yellow one and the blue one couldn't ever manage to sync up with anyone. Well, Riot, everyone, the theory is, is that everyone Riot jumped from, he had consumed. Yeah. Okay. So, because basically... And they the, didn't show that. The blue one, yeah, the, the two that they had in, in, in Stasis, they died because they couldn't get to another host soon enough. It was just like he's the best surfer, if you will. Exactly. I guess. Um, well, it, 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 he had. They had something. Venom and Riot could jump fast enough before they got, um, or possibly had a better intuition about like which vessels could survive long enough to do the jump. Yeah, mm-hmm. fair enough. It just it that yes. struck me as a problem. It is arbitrary because yeah. Venom and Riot, like Venom, possesses a Pomeranian at one point. Right. For a few minutes. Yeah, and but then, still, see, and that's the thing is, is that, um, yeah, the others, the others, it was like okay, and I think they, I think that I was really hoping that he would eat the dog. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, was I, was I hate he, small yappy dogs. See, I was hoping that he would eat the dog and then possess the guy that was on the table. Did they ever show what happened to the dog? Afterwards? No, no, it's entirely possible. Show. Maybe he. Jumps to what's her face and, and she, she eats, eats the, the dog. dog. That'd be yeah. awesome. Again, this is another classic example of we could use a b- bit of a bridge here. Yeah, right. I well, understand you want to have a reveal, but like, come on. Well, here, here's the interesting thing um, to me is that they never show what happens to Riot's uh, former hosts. Um, well, I thought that they they're chewed up and they're dead. The impression that that was the like distinct zombies. impression that was supposed to have been given. Yeah, but we never see a body. Well, what about the... I mean, they don't linger on it, but it's pretty heavily implied. I mean, they show that first woman from the ambulance, like, kill over dead, right? Whenever she jumps to the old... Whenever he jumps to the old lady. That's true. I'm pretty that's sure... The only time that we saw that happen. The only time we see a... That's the only time we see a body. Also, I liked how it was uh, Jameson as John a, Jameson, yeah. 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 No, it was just Jameson. They didn't say anything specific. That was another thing where it's like... Credits is John Jameson. Okay. Speaking of people being credited as things, the obligatory Stanley cameo towards the end. He is Dapper Dog Walker. Dapper Dog Walker. <laughs> right. And terrible advice. And he's rooting for both of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't make a lot of sense, but okay. Well, well he's probably. It, it yeah, does he, when he when you realize that he's Uatu the Watcher. <laughs> All right. That's in theory, fair. I'm well rooting for both of you in the relationship. Well, yes, but it was uh, they, they the writers knew what they were doing with that ch- with that pun, right? Mm, yeah. And besides, it's Stanley. It's the Stanley cameo. <laughs> I'm just kind of ha- I'm just happy it was in there because another thing like this wasn't a Marvel movie, right? Um, you know how I know it wasn't a Marvel movie? It didn't. Have, it they didn't, tell you in association it, with Marvel. No, it right. di- but it, but it, like it didn't have the Marvel uh, the, the Marvel the flippy pre yeah, yeah. Uh, pre. Yeah. The Marvel Studios, or even Mar- like it was, it was a white text in the opening credits, and that was it. Yeah. Right. But anyways, um, so and, and I, so I was happy we got a Stanley cameo. Is all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, because dude's like what a thousand. Um, anyways, but um, was um, yeah, there was there were some places where it it could, and I'm hoping that the uh, that the that the uh, Blu-ray or DVD version does rectify some of those, you know, yeah. does bridge some of those gaps. But still, I, you know, I, I liked I liked the fluid venom 
you know, yeah. the, the everything he could do. Yeah, I think the design, the visuals are pretty on point. Yeah, Venom was, Venom was a lot of fun visually. And yeah. how cheesy it was in Spider-Man 3, that was a big relief. Yeah. yeah. Big relief. And I think they did a good job of imitating his classic look whilst not having the spider symbol. Yeah. I think that was creative, how they made the veiny look happen and, like, again, the fluidity of it all and yeah. all that. And right. uh, we, it, it sounds a little bit like we're just kind of dogpiling. But one of those things is you, you criticize the things that you enjoy the most. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. just take a moment to acknowledge it was ridiculously fun and there's there's some... Yeah, laugh out loud moments. I do not regret having gone to see and the there's movie. There's some awesome action scenes. Yeah, the oh, motorcycle yeah. chase no, those, was baller. Yeah, that oh, motorcycle that chase was oh, fucking God. great. And by the way, what made that so great is that there are so many things that you could do with that that you could not do if you didn't have the symbiote involved. And they True. embraced that and made it unique. The, like, like the thing that, like I, the thing that was like, oh yeah, so great was when he did the thing where he. Where he puddled underneath yeah, the, the Venom, bike as he slid. What I like to call Venom Tokyo Drift. Yeah, right. yeah, that was so. That sweet. was gorgeous. That yeah, was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the, the movie, the movie the, is the, not a bad movie. It just had problems. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, and and the whole like when he was in between the two cars. You know, they try and squint and basically, uh, no. yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah, Eddie in the middle. Like, yeah. <laughs> I am not doing any of this, guy. And I, I liked how he was yeah. apologizing. At, like, yeah. I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah. And that lingering shot of him leaving the bike before he symbiote splooshes back to it. <laughs> right. Uh, like you, you could. Fe- it's like I could, I could feel the fear of him in that situation. That was a very visceral thing. I'm like. This must be fucking terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. obviously, like, they had it right in the trailer, so I knew what was going to happen. Oh, uh, my legs are broken. Yes, they were. <laughs> right? Past tense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah um, I think they did a good job of uh, showing how if you take sonic slash sound and fire out of the equation, just how difficult it is to really, like land a killing blow on this guy like it's, they're emptying shotguns yeah, and pistols like, into him you know daka 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 yeah, daka and of tear gas like, and <laughs> yeah, he just, eats a canister of tear gas yeah <laughs> yeah just like it was pretty great yeah and I mean the way he moved up the building when he was trying to you know it's just like yeah okay there's and the if I had been a SWAT member I'd been like Okay, but, fuck it, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. like, they don't pay me enough. Hey, yeah. hey you're cool, man. Yeah. Let's, let, let, let's just I'm let... let you off with a warning. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. don't eat any more people. Right. Yeah. No, At least no, not no, me. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. no doubt, no doubt. I, that was another good line I thought was when he was like, when he was visibly struggling, uh, fighting the influence of Venom, and he's like, we don't eat policemen. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was pretty amazing. We can uh, do whatever we want. Although it was, I, I, there were bits where I'm like, I know this is a movie and it's not supposed to be realistic, but it's like, the rate that you're flinging these bodies around, you're probably gonna kill a couple people. Well, I mean, like that was one thing I did like. He wasn't squeamish about just flat out murdering a number of people. Now, a number of people survived things that they should not have survived yeah, realistically. Right. But there wasn't a, there wasn't any like any of the like. Ejecting at the last second. Well, there, there wasn't any like um, Arkham Arkham City uh, nonsense where Batman, you know, drops into a, into a million people. This is a video yeah, game, right. and he beats the absolute the absolute shit out of every single one of them, 
kicks the, you know, double kicks them in the head doing like, you know, a wrestler drop kick. Yeah. And at the end, they're all lying there and you scan them and they're all unconscious. No, you fucking murdered like half of them. Yeah. <laughs> right? Or, you know, when they awa- awake, it, it's like unconscious with severe permanent brain damage. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, that's yeah. the thing, too, is that like, you know, um, it's hard. It's ambiguous as to like how much... Um, how much sentient thought is involved with the fighting and how much is it is just base animal instincts because yeah. the symbiote is an intelligent creature but at the same time it op- it often operates on base instincts like i'm hungry i'm afraid i'm angry I'm, you know like right. it just kind of has a feeling and goes with it you know yeah. uh so you know it's one of those things where it's like it's not going out of its way to kill but it's also not going out of its way to not kill. Right. It's just like yeah. unleashing and whatever happens happens. It's like, hi, I'm an apex predator and I do what the fuck I want. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to try to kill you, but I'm not going to try not to. I think, <coughs> I guess... Just beat the guy's head off. Yes. <laughs> I, I talked about how it's ambiguous as to whether Eddie actually grows at all. I, I, now that I think about it again, I guess he kind of does in the sense that if he... If he didn't actually have some sort of like moral grounding and like who he was and how he did what he did, then he would be completely overwhelmed by the symbiote. Yeah. He would just be killing people. The fact that it, it takes so much effort to because remember, this is the same symbiote that Peter Parker had trouble controlling. Who's well, the not in this point? But... Well, I mean, in the comics, not explicably yeah. in the movie, but it's understood. Yeah, that this mean, is the same symbiote. Yeah, Peter Parker. If is he had so much trouble yeah. with it then Brock must have something going on there. Now, this is a very different Brock from the comics, by the way, because the Brock from the comics was just kind of an asshole, meathead, bodybuilder guy. who And a a photographer. Well, yeah, but blonde and just, I mean, he he didn't have a whole lot of, like, redeeming qualities to him. Yeah. Uh, Whereas this one, I, I I like the take that they did on Brock in this, where it's like, yes, he is, he is still a flawed, uh, ego, centric person but he's not like inherently he's not just all one thing he's not just a giant meathead he's not the he's not just a crusading reporter who is doing the right thing all the time like there's a lot of subtlety actually which is surprising considering we're talking about the Venom movie here Yeah, but there's a lot of subtlety with how he was portrayed and I do like the fact that like if you go back and uh, I mean it's subject to interpretation like anything but when I thought about the events of the movie and everything, you could argue that there is not a single time that Eddie Brock slash Venom actually did anything heroic. Like, everything was ultimately self-interest. Like, hey, I like it here. I don't want the planet to blow up. Or, you know, hey, I want to get back with Anne, so I'm going to make a show of doing the right thing. And, oh, I want to get my reputation back, so I'm going to try to get my job. Like, everything you could boil down to... Was self-interest and selfish yeah. motivations. Now he did have the little thing with the homeless person where he was nice to her and everything, but again, who knows? It could be a potential source. Like right. there's a lot of things there where it's just kind of like that's his routine or that's his shtick. Like he has to be. Tell you what, let him give you twenty bucks and you don't sing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> another good one-liner. But yeah. again, like that's his natural. Like it's hard to know how much of it is genuine. Now, I guess it, when, when he actually is willing to break the glass when he's at the facility, you'd imagine it's genuine. But up until that point, at least, it's like he's always putting on the charming thing because, like, that's his M.O. That's how he gets places and mm-hmm. blends in and, like, you know, gets info, gets up to the tower because he's charming the security guard guy, like, talking about his kids or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, how much of it is that is that of that as an act? It's almost... And it's how almost much of it is genuine? It, you know? Well, it, it's, it's what makes Eddie complex. Yeah. You know... 
you can be a very caring person, but still be self-centered in a lot of ways. Right. Well, well and that was like when, with his first no such thing as can't with the guard. Right. The guard wasn't trying to keep him from going upstairs. He, he hadn't talked to Bobby Fish. Thing. He just wanted to move his motorcycle. Right. That's true. And he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of the day, like, you know, that's a perfect microcosm of that, right? It's like, hey, like you enjoy interacting with him and he's joking around. He's showing interest in you. But at the end of the day, he's not going to do the thing you want him to do. At the end of the day, when you really break it down, he's just being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get to the charming and vision. And I, I, and, um, I gotta say this here, not, not to be like victim blaming or anything, but what's her name? The lawyer, Anne? Anne? Yeah, Anne Wang. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get work emails when you're a lawyer on your home goddamn oh, yeah. computer. Well, that's just sloppy writing. Yeah, yeah that's that's like yeah. when you're a lawyer, if you do get home emails, if you do get work emails to a home address somehow, that <clears throat> is extra encrypted, especially when yeah. you live with an investigative report, reporter right. boyfriend. Yeah. Because there's this thing called attorney-client privilege, and right. if you violate it, you get disbarred. Yep, yep. Sorry. A little, little detail there. Yeah. Uh, no, that's just right. classic well, Hollywood BS. You know. Yeah. And, and that he could just get into her email to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, that she left that laying around. Yeah, like, and oh, you also hey. don't have a thing that notify with where a notification pops up over your thing and it reads confidential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, hey, let's name everything obvious things and have a simple password and not have a bunch of encryption and it's like, yeah, none of that made any sense because it wasn't. Yeah, that that's was, how they wanted to move the plot. It's like there, there are such, there are such things as acceptable breaks from reality. I do not find that acceptable. Right. right. Ah! <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's like if she was that sloppy, she kind of deserved. Yeah, it. she totally did. But again, I that's that's firing the writer involved for that, not the character per se. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yes, I I agree a hundred percent with how like ridiculous that is, but. I you know I'm I'm willing to forgive you know silliness in service of a fun movie, but that is a pretty egregious example. Yeah, I I accepted it at the time. Yeah, it did not break my uh, my suspension of suspension disbelief. of disbelief, yeah. but it did upon any sort of of uh, yeah. of scrutiny. What is word? Um, scrutiny. Scrutiny. Examination. Retrospection. 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 Yeah. Ah. Um. It just doesn't make a goddamn lick of sense. How are we doing right. on time, by the way? Uh, we got like 20 minutes, 15 20 minutes. minutes. Okay, good. I got plenty to say. I just want to make sure I don't run out of time. Take what? it away, Splasho. <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah, it was... That's another reason I want to kind of watch the movie again is because... Um, oh, I, I, I may ultimately wait for the home release because I know I'm going to buy it regardless. Yeah. But, um, is... You know, now that I've had all these this time to like think and reflect and analyze, I would like to kind of see it again with with you know, because you know those are two very different experiences when you watch a movie with less adoring eyes. Well, yeah, with, yeah, with Is, when less you, fanboy eyes. You yeah, think, maybe? yeah. Oh, well, I mean, t- more critical eyes. It's not so much just the more critical. It's just just kind of ex- you know experiencing it again, mm-hmm. having known what's going to happen. Yeah, and kind of seeing it through that lens because. I don't, in this case, and I, I guess I'm kind of, I'll take a moment to pat myself on the back here because I, I mean, granted, this was years ago, and I'm not terribly invested in Venom at this point, but I was, he was my favorite comic book hero for a significant period of time, mm-hmm. and hero, of course, loosely, let's just say character. Uh, <laughs> right. um, Keep talking. I, uh, 
you know, it, it would be easy for me to fanboy out and, yeah. and not really, like, uh, approach it with a critical eye. Yeah. But again, like I mentioned earlier, where it's like, okay, we criticize the things we enjoy the most because we actually care and want them to be good. Right. We want, want to be an ambassador of sorts for other people that haven't read the comic or watched the movie or the show or whatever, right? Right. So I, it, you know, during, I mean, I will not lie, in the moment, I was just, you know, up until, like, towards the very end where it was starting to get a little inconsistent in the tone, I was just, <laughs> like... You know, I had a shitty grin on my face the whole time. Like, this is amazing. I can't believe this is actually a thing that's happening. I'm right. watching a legit Venom movie with a tr with a with a leading with a, like a like a big marquee star actor. Like, yeah. this is a thing that is actually happening, and I'm you know tickled pink with all this part of it. Yeah, yeah, and you know they actually and they pulled the look off, and like there's so mm -hmm. many things they did do right despite the flaws. I was really excited about it and really enjoyed it. It was just fun, just big stupid movie fun right know, popcorn movie kind of thing yeah but then afterwards you know i mean well like i said even during towards the end of the movie i'm like all right you're kind of getting a little too jokey here and stuff like i was able to you know kind of not over fanboy out and actually <laughs> view it as a movie on its own merits as well and <clears throat> so i totally get why critics have been savaging it because well first of all critics are critics and that's what they do that's their job yeah but secondly you, you know yet. They, um, I knew that this was not for critics, and that most critics would not uh, like it or not get it, quote unquote. Yeah, this is for um, this is to get people in seats to watch a yeah. fun movie, right? And that's exactly and that's exactly what, what they delivered. Yeah. yeah, a couple flaws, sure, but in the service of a fun movie, then they pull off the character. Right. I looked at Rotten Tomatoes, uh, and you know, RT is not the end all be all by any means, but it's a good quick gauge of like mm -hmm. how movies are doing, both critically and financially, mm -hmm. and. Um, there's the tomato meter, which is just simply the percentage of um, how many of their you know approved critics, whatever that means, whatever they arbitrarily decide are leading critics, uh, have an overall positive or negative view of the movie, and that was like thirty one percent, and it's like sixty five to be considered fresh by their standards, and then the average rating on the critics, which th by the way this is kind of a weird inconsistency on the critics, it's a scale of like one to ten, but with the audience reaction, it's like a five star thing. It's one to five. I think that's kind of dumb, but whatever. Yeah. It was like I think it was at like four point three or something. It was pretty damn low. But then on the audience side of it, it was like audience score eighty eight percent, and like mm -hmm. of how and that's like the audience tomato meter of how many percentage had a general positive opinion of it, and then their rating was like I want to say, you know seven or eight out of, it was like eight out of ten or something it was like it was pretty high it was at least seven yeah it was, it was it was at least double what the critics you know around double what the critics were doing and i i mean i i'm not nostradamus or anything but i called that a mile away i'm like okay i know that the critics are going to lay into this and the and the in general public's going to at least enjoy it and right. that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I mean, you know? it, it, and again, it was a good and trouble. It had good action sequences. Yeah, you know? I mean, and, and it knew uh, what it was. It knew what it was overall, despite the tone inconsistencies towards the end, and delivered on it. Yeah, and I mean, the fight scene in, in Eddie's apartment uh, was was a good start to all of that. Yeah, the drones. The, the exploding drones. Oh, yeah. that was I was like, "That's interesting." Now they're missiles. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think they did a good job too of implementing like. Despite it being a throwback in some senses with like the character and the era of the character and stuff of implementing the modern tech and like actual day to day stuff like okay you don't have to do the traditional like oh hey I'm working for a newspaper it's right. like he's like a man on the street doing like GoPro kind of stuff and yeah he's right. still a journalist but it's mm -hmm. like he's an in pretty independent journalist 
who's kind of like doing all these unique and high-tech things. Right. And then also with the drones, they implemented that. They're like, mm -hmm. okay, what's a thing we can do that's unique? You know, mm -hmm. like, they, I think they did a good job of like, <laughs> despite the silliness of it all, kind of grounding it in the actual current era, not being like an anachronistic like 90s thing where they just for some reason don't have any current tech because you know how you can go back and look at like old uh, movies and TV shows and things would be completely different if there's just like a cell phone or an internet connection you right. just like call a person and like avoid this wacky misunderstanding that yeah. tells the whole plot of everything right yeah um, oh the wacky misunderstanding yeah I hate that trope yeah <laughs> most prevalent in sitcoms of yeah. course obvious reasons right yeah we were just talking about how the you know the current setting the tech and everything mm -hmm. is kind of like the drones and the chase and how Eddie did his job as a reporter and stuff I thought that was cool how they kind of implemented the modern stuff I mean I don't know uh, kamikaze bomb drones is a little bit out is a little bit far-fetched to me but... well if you have a full goon squad that's willing to just straight up murder for you and you're like a billionaire I don't know if that's that far-fetched Amazon's starting to deliver shit in drones for God's sake yeah know? but I mean, you got a planet of you've got a planet of aliens and like I, I don't know. It's just like if that's kamikaze thing, drones, though. Like I could see mounting guns on your drones. Yeah. Because I mean, hell, that's something that we're doing right now. We're just being kind like of cost terrifying. efficient, kind of thing. Yeah. No, like that's a. Why would you program it to? So, yeah, that makes. Yeah. Sense. Why would you program it to go and go kaboom? Also, because it's a, a drone lot of costs about three to four hundred dollars, maybe a thousand dollars. A guided missile. Okay. Well, well I don't know. These were pretty high-end drones. That's true. Yeah, they had effectively an unlimited range. Mm, yeah, but still, also Life Foundation. This this goes right into yeah. They could movie they could bullshit their territory. They're not thinking about these questions Two. at all. Yeah, they're they not thinking one. about any of this. It's right. just like, hey, you know, it'd be cool. Let's have some drones. And let's have some shit blow up. Yeah. And let's make the explosions blue, for no good reason. I don't know, man. Special explosives, man. Special <laughs> explosives. I mean, yeah. no, I, I could nitpick the hell out oh, of this. Oh, of course. Movie. Yeah, but I mean, overall, but, like, like my kind yeah, of no, said, I, it, is, it, was, it is a popcorn, entertaining popcorn yes. little movie. I this mean, was not. This was not. This was not a film. This was a flick. Yeah. 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 This this was not high art. This was <laughs> this was a Saturday afternoon's entertainment, mm -hmm. and it was. Perfectly fine as right yeah. house cinema. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't go get, that far. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we, get, we get the fight scenes. We get the good guy kind of getting the girl back. I mean, that kiss, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, that's this is by the way. This is one of the things that <laughs> I, one of my visceral reactions was just like, you know what? I don't want him to get her back. <laughs> yeah. and I thought but that, that was tell, kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that he doesn't. In the end, he doesn't actually get her back. No, he doesn't. But no, he actually so, actively tries to not get her back. Well, and, and the, not only that, but I, I like that it was more complex than oh, I hate you, or oh, we're back together. It's right. there's still chemistry between us. Right. I still have care about you, but I'm with this other guy who was also pretty goddamn awesome. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they, they both have their own reasons for not wanting to act on it, you know? Right, exactly. And his is more like, I don't want this thing to be anywhere near you, and I don't, <laughs> I don't want to risk exactly. your life. Yeah. yeah. And again, well, that was another thing, is that Dan is so awesome. Yeah. Like, 
if Dan wasn't so awesome, I'd be like, yeah, sure, let's see if these crazy kids can make it work. Yeah. But Dan the man being Dan the man, I'm just like, you know what, fuck it. Yeah. Dan is a much better Dan's guy, and awesome. he should be with her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want I mean, he figures out, yeah, he figures out how to get the, how to get the symbiote off of him. Right. You know, doesn't quite think it through, oh, vent. But you know, yeah, right. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty high stress moment. Yeah, and but what you else know, you gonna do, right? Right, but you have a lot of options. <laughs> and yeah, I just, but I mean, overall, yeah, I mean, Eddie Brock's a decent guy, but Dan is a good dude. Right? Yeah, you know, Eddie yeah. can Eddie has moments of good that are interspersed in moments of being something of an ass. It, the long and short of it is, Dan has his shit together. Yeah, Dan, Eddie does I mean, not. Yeah. Symbiote not, notwithstanding. Yeah, symbiote. And the thing is, is that Venom would be like, I don't like him. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, I mean, the symbiote wants someone who has, like, uh, ambition and strength and stuff, like Eddie, but also d- doesn't have their shit together and can be manipulated like Eddie. So that's right. why it's such a good match. Uh, and I, I thought that was, um, you know, I thought that was interesting. It's, it's, a lot, it's a lot less, like, two-dimensional with, like, the traditional uh, big buff blonde Eddie Brock, you know? Yeah. And who also was, like, portrayed as significantly less intelligent. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't straight up, you know, like, an idiot who didn't, like, ever graduate or anything. But, like, he was also portrayed as pretty simple and, like, just easy. Well, and that was part of the whole trope thing with Spider-Man 2 is that, um, T-O-O, not the number two, mm-hmm. uh, is that, you know, he was straight up a bigger, stronger version of Spider-Man who had all his powers and was immune to his Spidey sense. So the only way to beat him, essentially, was to trick him or use one of his kryptonites, or both, right? Right. So it makes sense that he was kind of portrayed as not the quickest thinker on the block back then, because that was just the setup of right. him being the villain. Now that he's his own thing, and by the way, I did want to take a moment to kind of uh, address this. One of my main... Um, you have five minutes to address this. <laughs> One of my main concerns going into the movie was this is not related to Spider-Man in any way, shape, or form. But then when I watched the movie, despite its flaws, I thought about it, and one of my main takeaways was, you know what? I'm glad that it wasn't related to Spider-Man in any way, shape, or form, and it was a better movie for it. Yeah. Because you didn't have all the baggage and like arbitrary need to have to tie things together, and like it yeah, wasn't it was just, hey, I'm, a, I'm an imitator of this other established person or hero or whatever he was just his own thing yeah and i think it actually worked a lot better despite my reluctance well, it got going to be into it. it got to be more of a character study with eddie brock as opposed to spike exactly and some some people are going to be like oh there wasn't enough venom in the venom movie when and i'm like mm, no no you're be careful what you wish for the grass yeah. is always greener if they were just laid into it in five minutes and he's freaking out and venoming out and stuff it's like it would have been boring and right. that's the thing is, you know, it's kind of like a lot of those classic, you know, horror movies. A lot of what makes it so great is the lead up and the tension and, and stuff. It's kind of like not seeing the murder happen in the classic Psycho movie and like right. the build up to Frankenstein's monster actually getting life. Like you can't just go into it and just immediately hit the gas. Like that takes away. I mean, that, and that part of that is just basic storytelling. You've got to have. Right. You gotta have building, rising action, and all that. Right, because you have to. Your audience has to invest in your character, right. and that's what the first half of the movie was. The first part of the first, you know, third of the movie was right. it was was us investing in Eddie Brock. Right, and and you know it does a good job of like you you recognize that he's got his issues and he needs to be a better person, but you're still kind of rooting for him. Yeah, and there are there are points where he it kind of shines through, like 
you know, he, he gives that bit about, you know, when, when uh, whatever Jenny Slate's character's name, I forget, Dr. Saruth or something, um, whenever she calls him and reaches out to him and stuff, and she's like, hey, people are dying, crazy shit's going on, I, please do your thing and expose this. And he's like, you know what, I've already, my life is ruined, why should I be a Boy Scout when there's nothing, there's nothing to get from it? And I, I don't want to, I don't want to stick my neck out and all that. But ultimately, it kind of, you know, you can tell he's like, it's, it's rattling around in his brain, and he ultimately calls her back and yeah. agrees to do Talk it. Talk to me, yeah. So it's like, you know, there's still, there, there's a core there of, um, you know, that he could actually be a better person than he is. And I think that's a lot more interesting when you see that, like, journey for somebody who has potential in, like, their struggles and the two-step forward and one-step back thing, as opposed to just someone who's just like, hey... I'm a heroic person with almost no flaws, and then I will just yeah. continue to be that person, and I beat up a dude. The end, you know? Yeah, Tom Hardy <laughs> is not the guy to do that. Chris Evans could pull that off. Yeah. Tom Hardy is more, I'm a little more nuanced. Also, um, another, uh, and this is just a random thing I want to get to while we still have a minute left. Um, I talked about some of my gripes being the predictability of things, and... Um, I, I I hate that they had to devolve into the typical cliche of, hey, look, there's a CGI fight of a mirror image of myself in the third act trope. Like, we have seen this enough. Black Panther, it's like, oh, hey, look, it's a mirror cat thing I must fight with the same powers. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Wonder Woman, hey, giant fuck off CGI thing at the end. Now, these are great movies, but I hate the trope. And it's mm -hmm. like, you know, the giant sky beam or fill in the blank thing in the third act, like... It's like, oh my god, can we get away from this trope already? Like, yeah. it was just so obvious that they were going to do that, and it's like, it was okay, but I was just like, it just feels like going through the motions, paint-by-numbers stuff. Yeah. And it's like, if you have a unique character and a unique thing like this, then do something unique. Right. Don't just fall back to the same tropey yeah, bullshit. Yeah, the final, the, final, the final act in a lot of superheroes movies is always kind of the weakest. The wheels fall apart a bit. Yeah, it's like, oh. okay, well, um... It's around this time where the superhero fights another superpowered thing. Yeah, it's like you can hear the pages rustling as they check the script and like, oh wait, it's it's time to do the thing. Hey guys, do the thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> did we set the, Did we set up this payoff well enough? Mm, right. Well, it's too late. No, we're now. gonna do it anyway. Fuck it. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like okay. Yeah. Like Black same. Panther, they at least bought the they they bought the mirror fight. Right. Because he had multiple suits, and he's like, okay, yes. well, you get to wear this one, I get to wear this and one. And I can forgive that a bit because the villain was actually compelling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't a mirror image of the Black Panther. It was, hey, I'm taking your mantle. Right. You so know, it make, at least logically it makes sense that it's a you know, yeah. similar thing there. But, but, hi, I'm Riot, I'm Venom. Right. You can't really tell the difference between us visually. We're gonna fight now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this this scene filmed it confused. It's, you get about three. it's kinda hard to tell who's winning. Yeah. And also you get about three seconds of like Carlton Drake be, being riot. So there's like there's no context there. It's just like, oh hey, I'm this thing now. And yeah. it's just bad. It's like, well, we're gonna do this thing right now. Oh yeah, by the way, rawr! <laughs> yeah, and then of course, there, was, there was, you know, there was, we're not so different thing. Of course, I love, I love Vems, is like, on my planet, I was something of a loser too. <laughs> you, you know. Oh, by the way, did anybody catch the Wilhelm scream? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, hey, Wilhelm. <laughs> right, Wilhelm scream. I thought that was it. funny. 
Yeah, at this point, it's a it's a meme. It's, yeah. you you include the Wilhelm sc- sound designers include the Wilhelm scream so that people who listen for it hear it. <laughs> right, right. It's yeah. it's it's like you know all the other in jokes in every other. It's like a Stan Lee cameo. Yeah. Wilhelm cameo. I imagine you could have a good time MST3King this thing with all the with all the tropey lines and oh yeah you could definitely we're not so different and stuff like that exactly exactly. well you know actually he's right I like which one's which again right yeah Yeah, yeah. you're right they're not so different which one's the good guy (laughs) right yeah and somebody's someday somebody's gotta do that we're not so different you're right I'm a bad guy but I'm a bad guy for a good cause. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Uh, anyhow, we're out of time, so um, Venom. It was a thing. It, was yep. a good movie. it wasn't a bad movie. It was entertaining. It was fun. I'm not sure. I'm not so sure. I would say it was a good movie, but I would say it's not a bad movie. Right. Yeah. Which once again, I'm picky. Right. Uh, but no, I, I'm. I'm. I've been one of the biggest Venom fans in my day growing up, and I would say the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went home and I'm like, I had a lot of fun with that, but that wasn't really a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it has good things. aspects. It had. Yeah. Good it was enjoyable. It had good effects. Yeah, it it had good action. A lot of good things, but as a whole, not really yeah. put together that great. It was enjoyable. Yeah. Yes. That, that, that is that is good. Place. Entertaining. That's yes. all I ask for. So yeah. Um, in two weeks, we'll talk about something else. Um, Castlevania. I think yes, Castlevania. Stranger Things is coming out too, and we got Daredevil. We're gonna run out of like. Them Belmont boys. We a huge heap of trouble. We got <laughs> I, we, we have ideas for other like non-review episodes, but it's it's review season at the moment. So yeah. yeah. Anyhow, um, talk to you later. This has been Neil, the one true Ben, and Mike, and we will talk to you next time on Geek Fanthology. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter Y and the number 58. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. Closing theme is Gridlock by Dream Reaper Music. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate us. We read everything. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us either by making a one-time donation on our website or a reoccurring one at Patreon at patreon.com workingtheory. A final thought. Actually, I really I couldn't come up with a final thought for this one, but we're up against the deadline. Have a nice night. <laughs>